This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. And I'm joined by my call-in guest, the lovely Wanda Allen. Wanda, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Now, Wanda, uh, Ramon, you know what? Ha- you, you saw what happened. I saw. We, it. we yeah. were starting the show, and then Wanda calls me. She makes the mistake of mm-hmm. calling me, and now she gets to be a victim. I mean, volunteer. Snagged the- in your web of right. Deceit. Yes. <laughs> Web of deceit. Here's Web the thing. Wanda's an expert in something that actually makes sense to realtors. Right, Wanda? Oh, yes. Most definitely. Now, Wanda doesn't know this because she's. I have never talked to her before this moment right here. Wow. This is the first time Wanda and I have ever talked. But this I, may I, be the last time I, she'll I, talk to you. you I Googled know. her. I, I saw her website. All right. But um, so uh, we. she does not know that we start with the headlines of the day. That we do, and that includes the drum roll leading mm-hmm. up to those headlines like this. Now, Wanda, are you? Would you describe yourself as a doomsday prepper? No. no. <laughs> Thank God she said no. I'm just thinking the little baby Jesus that she said no. All right. Well, I saw an article about these doomsday prepper people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not a doomsday prepper, but I do have a panic room. Did you know that about me? No. In fact, my panic room, I have a panic room inside my panic room, and that's where I listen to my two favorite bands, Panic at the Disco and Widespread Panic. So maybe I have a problem. I don't know. We can, no, that's fantastic. We can have that checked out. So, Wanda, you are an expert. She's still on the line yes, after that. Yes, believe it or not, wow. Wanda has hung in there wow. past that. That's a miracle. I, this, is, this is cheap entertainment. I'm loving you, it. And you are getting what you pay for, my dear. Very cheap. <laughs> cheap and easy, just like me and Ramon. So, uh, Wanda, you're an expert in what area of life? Follow-up. Oh, my gosh. That's something we could use as real estate professionals. Who knew? So uh, how did you how did you get into that to begin with? I had a very successful 25-year corporate career, and I spent the lion's share of my career managing SBA departments to the tune of $100 million plus in annual loan volume. And it was through that experience that I developed a very strong skill for creating systems. And then after that 15 years in SBA, the president of the bank I was working for asked if I would consider the position of branch manager, and I was ready for a change, so I accepted it. Now, wait a minute. Let's <laughs> stop right there. What do you call a salesperson in a tree full of monkeys, Ramon? I don't know, but I, should I get the branch uh, manager? Ah, oh, there we go. Yeah. I needed the rim shot. There you one. go. That sums it up perfectly. Mm-hmm. So, but what, what this means is now I'm in sales, and I really wanted to things I did was I really studied the sales process and realized how critical follow-up is to every single stage in the process. And then my, uh, this 
my skill of creating systems, that side of my brain kicked in, and I thought, well, how do you stay on top of it all? Now, Wanda, what kind of phone are you on? There's a crackling okay. noise. Can you hear that, Ramon, or is it just me? There's a slight crackling. Ooh, crackle? Yes. That's all right. Maybe she's eating Rice Krispies. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Can you? Are you on speaker? No. Okay. Well, then we'll just deal with it. Maybe I was. I was use. I talk with my hands, and so maybe there was some wrestling around with my clothes. Okay. I'll no. No, it's a crackling noise, like a tech now. But that's fine. We'll we'll be fine. No one no one's okay. ever harmed by that. By the way, I'm going to join a lovely cup of coffee while she talks. Wanda, do you have coffee? Okay, let's back to follow-up. Okay, so I took my skill of creating systems and applied... Oh, now, (laughs) there she went away for a minute. Did you hear that? Now, that was an actual technical problem. Wanda, could you just call back, just hang up and call back again? Let's just see if we get a better line. Let's try that. This is live. We're just going to go with it. So, Wanda, call back in, okay? I will. Okay. On a different phone, if you can. While Wanda is calling back in, uh, you know, if you're a real estate agent like I used to be, like most of you are, hopefully, that are listening to this, if anybody's listening to this, um, you know, follow-up is the key. And uh, I must say one thing that I did right is not uh, let people fall through the cracks and miss out on opportunities. So uh, Wanda did not fall through the cracks. She's She's back. back. Is this better? It is better because you're here. Okay. So basically, you were in corporate America training salespeople about, uh, and I'm not a corporate guy. I, I'm a high school dropout, never went to college. So corporation jobs were out for me. So real estate is sales. You were in the sales. What, in that corporate job, what were they selling? SBA loans. And um, when I was branch manager, we were selling, looking for deposits as well as loans. So it was a lending company, a mortgage, like a lender. It was a, it was, no, it was a commercial bank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's yeah. Yeah. give it. Let's let's do. Can you give us the top ten uh, follow up? Let's talk. Let's start with follow up mindset. Okay. There's something you know about. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the number one mindset issue is fear. There's. So oh, what's the name fear. of our company? Fearless Agent. This is going to fit. Yes. Yeah. There's so much fear with follow-up, which is the primary reason why people don't do it. Fear of being uncomfortable. Fear of not knowing the outcome. Fear of rejection. Fear of being pushy. Um, fear of... Let's see. What else? You know why I have no fear of rejection, Wanda? Mm-hmm. I have no fear of rejection because I used to sell no soliciting signs door to door. She got that joke. That one she got. The other one went right over her head, but that one, that one she got. Okay. But that's a real fear. Mm -hmm. I believe that fear of rejection and fear of being pushy are the two primary fears that most people deal with that can cause them to go into a state of inaction. Yeah, it's not a fear of being pushy. It's a fear of having the customer think you're pushy. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. And what feeds this fear, in my opinion, 
is most people have a pushy salesperson in their mind that they don't want to be. So they go so far to the opposite end of the spectrum to make sure they're not that pushy salesperson that they end up taking very little, if any, action at all. So what what strategies do you um, teach to, to overcome that, the mindset stuff? Well, they have to, they have to make mindset shifts. They have to understand that they are in business to serve and not sell. So that can be a big mindset shift. And if they're not following up, they're not only doing a disservice to them and their business, but they're doing a huge disservice to that prospect because they're not giving that prospect an opportunity to work with them. Mm-hmm. Because they stop following up. So let's let's and, turn it to real estate. So the people that some of the people that listen to this podcast are already my customers. They are bona fide, notarized, um, uh, fearless agents, and they have a ability and ability in English, as I would say, to sell your house, Wanda. If you were selling your house for you would net tens, twenties of thousands of extra dollars more than any other agent could get them. So they'd be doing you a favor by following up. But in spite of that, we all have this in us that we say, oh, they don't want to hear from me. You know, I was I was in a complimentary coaching excuse me, coaching call that I do. I always say all the business in real estate is going to come from the following sources. One would be calling your sphere of influence, asking for referrals proactively. One would be, uh, you know, cold calling up and down the street through neighborhoods, asking people if they want to sell their house. And then the other would be door knocking, you know, if the weather wasn't 140 degrees outside. And then the uh, other would be calling for sale by owners. There'd be calling expired and canceled listings. There's holding open houses. And there's not one other thing that will ever make you any real money in real estate sales. And anybody who tells you differently is either stupid or they're, you know, some con man trying to sell you some crap. So I, I always say, you know, if you're equally great at all those things and they would all pay you $500,000 a year, um, and and they all work equally well, are there any of those things you would be unwilling to do? And every once in a while, somebody will say cold calling up and down the street through neighborhoods, which is the one that would make them the most money because there's an unlimited supply of that. You could run out of the other stuff, but you'd never run out of that. And it always is because they have that idea in their head that I wouldn't want some telemarketer calling me. So the example I always use is, you know, if if um, if I called you up, Wanda, and I said, hey, Wanda, uh, you don't know me, but uh, my name is Bob Leffler and I happen to be a real estate agent uh, with a company called Fearless Agent Realty. And uh, I was walking out of a restaurant and your wallet – was laying on the ground. It must have fallen out of your purse. All your credit cards are still in it. All your money is still in it. And by the way, Wanda, did I catch you at a bad time or do you have just a minute to talk to me? You would say, oh, I got all the time in the world to talk to you because I've got something you want. You can't get your wallet back without me. So you're going to talk to me. You're not going to be offended that I call you. 
So when people are offended when you call them, it's because you don't have anything they want at that moment, which is fine. Maybe you never will, but you can always call back and find out. But I think just the mindset of calling people, you know, you're not bothering them if you have something they want. So in, in our case here with the, the real estate show, the people have something maybe that the homeowner wants if they're thinking of selling their house right now or in the near future. Um, the fearless agent has something that they desperately want, whether they realize that or not. So you don't have to be um, afraid of calling people, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and you know, the one who calls and the one who follow up, follows up is the one who typically wins. Mm-hmm. How many and, times would you say I would have to call you asking you if you wanted to sell your house? You said yes the first time. It wasn't right now. I'm in a situation where I have to follow up. How many times do you think I would have to follow up before you even realize I'm the same guy you talked to last time? Yeah, at least. Well, marketing research tells us you have to see a name nine times before you have automatic recall. Now, I was told there'd be no math on this call. But when we do math on the show, we always do this first. Wanda, here comes some more fun sound effects. Ready? Here we go. Math, math is so much fun, so much fun for everyone. Math. Yeah, math. She did math. So nine, nine was the math number. You have so this the these now these research people. Where are they locked away? In what room is that? I know. It's probably Delaware. So. Um, one of those states nobody's ever been to. At least five to answer your question. That's what. That's the number I always say. It takes yeah. five times before they realize you're the same guy that they talked to once before, I think. Yes, yes. And, you know, people think mistakenly, oh, they'll remember me. Well, no, they won't. It's up to every one of us to make sure we're not forgotten about. Life is busy. There's too much going on for it. Remember somebody you talk to once or twice or three times. It'd be great if it worked that way, but it doesn't. So what? Uh, what's another strategy that you can give us uh, about what to say when we're following up? Okay, always. I call this the follow-up conversation. And, and you're in a long, your, your audience is in a long sales process. So... Anytime you're talking to a prospect and they're not saying, okay, let's sign the dotted line, you know, they'll, and they'll tell you why we're still thinking about it. We've got a lot going on right now. You always ask, would it be okay if I followed up? And most of the time they're going to say yes. And then you have to ask when would be a good time so that everybody's on the same page. There's no guesswork. There's no uncertainty. And in essence, you're getting the permission, which makes it easier on the agents to keep those fears at bay. Mm-hmm. You, you're doing what they've asked, what you asked them, and they told you when it would be okay. To me, that is the most critical question. And it's not, it, it's a two-part question. Just asking if you can follow up, that's not enough, because then you're going to guess as to when. You have to say when would be a good time. One thing I always teach is, the um, uh, where when is the soonest realistically moving day would ever be, and and oh, very commonly the the seller will say, well, 
we were thinking about putting our house on the market in spring. Well, no fearless agent ever asks a question and doesn't get that question answered. So so uh, what I was actually asking is not when you're going to put it on the market, but when's the soonest realistically you could imagine moving day? That means your house is empty, you're out of it, you're turning over the keys to the new guy, and you're allowing me to plunk tens of thousands of extra dollars in your hand that you cannot get with any other agent or any other way. When is the soonest realistically that day would ever be? And then they say, oh, uh, it's not going to be for at least – you know, eight months. And then, so if you knew for certain that you'd be losing tens of thousands of dollars by only waiting eight months, would you have to wait? And they'd they'd say, well, how in the world would I be losing tens of thousands of dollars by waiting only eight months? And the answer is, well, it wouldn't matter if you have to wait. Do you have to wait? They say no. And then what most agents are too eager to do is book the appointment right away, which is what you are alluding to, and they should say, "Well, with that in mind, to keep avo- from, you know, to avoid losing a bunch of money needlessly, when is the soonest you could imagine moving day ever being?" And then they move that up, and then I say, "You know, when should I check back with you?" And what? And when they say two months, I'm going to check back in one. If they say two weeks, I'm going to check back in one. If they say three months, I'm going to ch- I'm going to cut it in half. That's how I did it. Is that is that what you recommend? Yeah, I think that's great. Yes, yeah, and especially the longer you know, if they say follow up in three months or check back in three months, you have to do something before them before that time because you need to keep your name on their radar. Three months is a long time. Now I'm going to um, do a shameless plug. Okay. So this um, also includes some music and sound effects. And now and for a word from our sponsor. Time for Bob Leffler's Shameless Plug. Now, by the way, if any of this stuff that we talk about here on the podcast makes sense to any of you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you are open to the idea of having some help with that, if you would like to learn more and earn more, you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone number. I will answer it or call you right back and we'll just see if you and what you're trying to do and what we do, uh, if that would be a good fit. If it is, you will get rich. If it's not, we'll admit that to each other and I'm still happy to help you in any other way I can, and there are many of those. So uh, don't think you're bothering me. Don't email me. Don't text me. Always call because there is no email or texting in sales. Um, But it's 480-385-8810. Also, you can go to fearlessagent.com, watch our webinar there, take lots of notes. Go to this speaking page uh, where I sell my little speaking gigs, and there's about a 20-minute video there that uh, is an excerpt from a two-day event that we do. If you're a company owner, by the way, real estate company owner, and you would like to have a fearless agent event just for your company to do a group recruiting scam, I mean strategy, uh, we can help you with that. Uh, if you need help with recruiting, producing agents, we have a program for that. So, uh Call me anytime. And uh, by the way, Wanda, also a speaker. Is that correct? Yes. Now, uh, who do you normally speak to? I speak to networking groups, associations. I speak 
at a lot of real estate offices, um, trade shows, conferences. So if you would like Wanda to be your featured speaker at your next event, you can call her at 858-382-1952. Is that true? Yes. That's that toll-free day or night, am I right? <laughs> yes. are Operators right. are standing by. <laughs> can I just say something, Bob? Yes. I love it that you said there's no text or email in sales. And I Wanda emailed me. Office. Did you know that? <laughs> I did. Well, Debbie didn't give me your phone number. Oh, that so. Debbie. Ugh. Yeah, she just gave me your email. But you, the phone is the most efficient tool we have, and it's the one that you the least. There's so much fear around the phone. And what feeds that is the, um, the, the skill of communication getting lost because so much is being done electronically. And I believe because there is so much fear around follow-up, people hide behind their text and email. That's right. Mm-hmm. If if somebody emails me, and uh, you know, one thing I notice is that agents will email me, and they don't even put their phone number in the email, so I can call them back. And I go on Terrible. to try to look them up. So I go to Facebook. Their phone number's nowhere on there. Uh, it should be in the banner so I don't have to be connected to them. I go to LinkedIn. It should be in the banner so I don't have to be connected to them. Uh, it's as if they're in the witness protection program. It's, uh, they make it so hard to do business with them. It's crazy. And then they uh, – when I have a complimentary coaching call with me, all they want to talk about is social media, which they are disasters at. So, um, yeah, the phone is where it's at. Yeah. You, you um, take the words out of my mouth. It's just don't. Well, that's what I do. I take words out of people's mouth and resell them. That's what we do here. It's a scam. Come on. Well, it, it is just shocking that people don't have their contact information on the on their emails. Even on their websites. I'll go to, I'll go to a, a, a company website uh, where it has – it lists all the agents and uh, – you know they don't have <laughs> they don't have their cell phone number there. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah it is. Technology is great, but it's also not so great at mm. times because it's created barriers, in my opinion, in, in moving as efficiently as possible. You know, I, I could I could take four emails in three days. What I can cover with you in a five minute conversation. So it's so inefficient. And you're going to tell me things on the phone that you won't tell me in an email or a text or a social media message. Now, if I call a real estate company owner and I uh, leave a message um, and I've never had a live conversation with them, you know, it's a scripted message. I, I have a dialogue that I follow. And when I'm calling them, I'm trying to book a speaking gig. Um, you know, I'm not a realtor, so I'm, I'm trying to book a speaking gig or, or a recruiting program for them. So I ask them the magic question. I believe every call, by the way, should ask the magic question, which, you know, if you're recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, then please call me at, and then I give my phone number. 
But, you know, I don't email to people until I've had a conversation with them. Once I have the conversation, like if they call me back from that uh, or I call them and I catch them, you know, they actually answer their phone, which is kind of rare among uh, company owners for some for some reason. Um, and then I'll then I'll send an email so that they've got my links to my podcast and links to my speaking page and that kind of stuff. But I, I really don't even email people unless I've had a live conversation. Is that how you do it? That's great. Oh, I always call first. Yes, mm -hmm. um, always. Yeah, except for you know when I when I'm cold calling, I'm speaking. I will email my information to the organizer first, but I always follow up with a phone call. Always because I don't want to be an email to somebody. They need to hear me, and we need to talk and have a conversation. But yeah, the other thing is you say, did you get my email? And they go, no. Well, it's in your spam. You know, nobody reads. Like I have my junk filter turned off. So I see every email because I don't want to miss some important email. I don't know why we have these junk filters. You can hit the delete key, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. That makes no sense to me. But, yeah, email's a email's a death trap. Also, emailing while you're drinking. I don't recommend that. <laughs> I, I know so many people that have lost their jobs because they texted while they've had a few after you know, a little under the weather, and uh, all of a sudden they're getting fired. Not in real estate, but in other people with real jobs, yeah, like Wanda. That's not. <laughs> but I always say, okay, refer back to professionalism one hundred and one. Yes, no day drinking. That's right. Those, the, mar the days of the martini luncheons are long gone. Mad Men is over. It's over. Mm -hmm. Well, Wanda, I want to thank you very much for being on the show. You're a good sport. And uh, uh, is there any, uh, any other information you'd like to give out before we pull the plug here? Can I just give your audience two more questions? Yes, of course. We, we have to kill some time, sure. Use a CRM. If you're not using a CRM, the process is so much more difficult. And make follow-up a priority. Stop saying you don't have the time. It's not about the time. It's just not a high enough priority. So get the mindset right. Use a CRM and make it a priority, and you are on your way. Speaking of technology, did you notice how she called back and now there's no crackling noise? Yes, I noticed She that. sounds beautiful right now. Fantastic. Not only is she beautiful, but she sounds beautiful. You say that to me all the time, though. You are beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, Ramon and I, thank you for being here. And once again, we want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can call me directly at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on your technology on iTunes or wherever you happen to hear it. Uh, again, Wanda Allen, you can reach her, 858-FOLLOW-UP SPECIALIST, 858-382-1952, toll-free day or night. Until next week, do what all fearless agents do, have fun, be humble after you have all these great skills, and above all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Thanks.